Welcome to Fuel Your Fire, presented by the Angle Center for Entrepreneurship. This podcast is produced by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. If you want to build your own business, lead your life, and achieve your dreams, you've come to the right place. Welcome to episode one of Fuel Your Fire, a podcast from the Angle Center for Entrepreneurship. I'm Deirdre Sattarelli. And I'm Josh Souza. So happy new year, Josh. Happy new year to you as well. I'm so excited to start the new year off with this new venture. Yeah, I know. This is our first episode, and I know that you and I are both nervous. Um, We're going to be talking about resolutions in this podcast, so we'll get into some of the specifics on that. But already, you and I are uh, embracing something new. Yeah, look at that, huh? What a start to 2021. A much better year ahead. For sure. I don't think either one of us could have envisioned a year ago. Um, First off, uh, you and I aren't even together right now. I'm in Florida. Yep, and I'm here in Dartmouth, Mass. Right, and we're eagerly looking forward to the start of the semester when our students will be coming back to class. But I think a year ago, neither one of us could have envisioned us using this technology in this way, uh, having this kind of uh, virtual conversation. But you got to, uh, we work with startups, we know how to pivot. That's for sure. And one thing I'll tell you is I did not expect to be wearing a mask still one year later. I know. Yeah, that, that's getting old, but it's the smart thing to do. So we'll, we'll keep doing it. So, you know, you and I were thinking about the, the topic for the first episode and the timing, of course, is perfect with the first of the year. And, and I know we had talked about resolutions. How have you, have you always made resolutions, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. So my family had traditions, as long as I can remember, of making resolutions every single New Year's Day. And these would always be really tough resolutions to follow. We would talk about eating healthier and working out every single day, reading a book every month. And one thing we didn't do is we weren't, we didn't really put a time to make a measurable goals. We just put out the toughest goals possible and said, nah, hopefully we get there. And, and that's just not the way to do it. But they were fun. They were definitely fun to make. How, how about yourself? Did you guys do that as well? We didn't. Um, it, so first off, I, I applaud your, uh, your family for doing that. We didn't as a family, but personally, I've always been focused on goals. And over the course of the years, um, you learn what works and what doesn't work. And you said it, time bound and measurable. I think when you do those two things, whether it's in your personal life setting goals, or frankly, a startup looking to launch a business, it just, it helps to, uh, to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, definitely agree there. Time bound, measurable, and then also realistic. One flaw I'd often see being being a pretty young kid setting goals, which was, I guess, a great start for that age, but they just weren't, they simply weren't realistic. And that's an, another really, really important aspect when you're setting resolutions for the new year. Yeah, there is that sweet spot. I mean, you do want to set big goals, I think. And, you know, what's the downside? Uh, at least you can make some progress toward a big goal. But if you keep setting a big goal, you know, year after year and you don't make it, I think you can end up being really frustrated with that. Yeah, yeah. It definitely takes a toll on yourself over time. But we did have some fun. So uh, while you and I were working virtually, we had some fun reaching out to the entrepreneurs that are in our ecosystem and ask them what some of their resolutions are. Yeah, and I was so happy to see the turnout. We have quite quite a few really notable people that got back to us and um, really shared some really great resolution for 2021 that I think I'm going to be writing down in my own journal for myself. Same here. And so what Josh and I have tried to do to, um, to make this fun is to take 
these resolutions, uh, aspirational resolutions, and mix it up a little bit toward the end. We'll talk about some, some of our own personal resolutions, and then uh, we'll be checking in with one another in maybe two or three months to see how we're making progress against our own personal resolutions. What do you say, Josh? Yeah, that sounds great. And I'll tell you one thing. My resolutions this year are going to be a whole lot more realistic than when I was 10. <laughs> So let's get into it. Uh, Lexi Godlewski, who is uh, a mass, uh, who's a master marketeer, uh, Lexi Godlewski LLC, has her own podcast. Uh, we were talking with her, and I think this is appropriate to start out this conversation with. And Lexi said, "Look, it. If you're looking to set out multiple resolutions at the same time, it can be really tough, Josh, to stay focused and dedicated to those resolutions." So this was an interesting one. She said, try setting a new resolution for each month of the year. Now we're talking about 21 resolutions for 2021. We thought we'd be very clever in our first episode with that theme. But I think Lexi's onto something here where, um, and I think we're all, we all like to think of ourselves as high achievers to be careful that we don't set up so many goals, Josh, that we end up not focused and we lose steam. Definitely. I really like your idea here. And I think this is something I might even incorporate to my own family one day for traditions. Uh, our family, like I mentioned, always setting goals on New Year's Day. It's really tough to follow, even for the month of January, never mind for the rest of the 11 months of the year. So maybe she, she's even onto something with starting resolutions every first of the month rather than the first of the whole year. Right. And it keeps it immediate and it keeps it front of mind as well, too. So a shout out to Lexi for that. Uh, Zach Zavidio, who uh, has been uh, visiting entrepreneur in residence for us, uh, Zach is a uh, master strategist for Fabric Media. Uh, he has his own podcast, highly regarded in the entrepreneurial community, has a great one. And so I bought, and this is what, this is what Zach has forced me to do, Josh. <laughs> he said, write in a notebook and reflect on the highlights of your day every day. And I said, that is sweet. So actually, and I've not yet shared this with Zach, I purchased a notebook and that's my intention. Each day, one highlight. There you go. I love that. One, one of my favorite parts of 2020 was actually the notebook that Deirdre bought me uh, back in September. And I still use every single day writing my plans for the day and then also planning out the following day. Um, I think it was actually Zach who might have told me that how important it is to write a notebook. For anyone who doesn't know Zach's video, he's one of the most elite people in his field. So he definitely knows what he's doing and someone that I'd like to follow in his steps. So Zach, if you're listening to this, I'll be writing my notebook this year. That's for sure. <laughs> and the one thing I'd like too is he said, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing each day. It could be someone that just said a kind word to you and, and write that down. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, just, just having something you can check off feels so good. Mia Gaudino, who's a senior at Endicott College and um, a passionate entrepreneur. And Congratulations to Mia because she just uh, accepted an internship for the spring. So we're, we're very proud of her. So Mia had said that when she was starting her sophomore year in college, she had a business idea, but she had no idea exactly on how to execute that. Then she went to a seminar, an entrepreneurial seminar that started to help her kind of coalesce her thinking. And so that's what she suggested is that entrepreneurs pick either a workshop or perhaps a podcast or someone to follow that helps them sort of get their ideas out into the universe. Because once you've got things out into the universe, you'll start to see action starts to happen. 
Yeah, I think that's a really great resolution right there. Um, one thing I can attest is that I wouldn't be where I am today without having mentors and going to seminars, listening to podcasts, um, whatever it may be, definitely will help you achieve that and get mentors into your life. Yeah. And it's taking that first step, which can be really scary. Right, right. And it'll feel good. You're moving forward. You're improving, improving yourself and your life. Right. Next up is Lisa Somerville. So Lisa is CEO of 28 Carats, which is a consulting and coaching business. I know that Lisa lives uh, on uh, lovely Plum Island and uh, has been in the entrepreneurial community on the North Shore for a long time. She's got great energy. And she suggests, look, to get, if you're an entrepreneur, starting a business, Josh, can be really lonely. So get with other like-minded entrepreneurs whether it's on a weekly basis or a monthly basis and just commiserate if it, that's what it takes, right? Don't go on the journey alone. And she said, if you do that, you'll find out that even when you're going on a, you know, you're in, in a tough spot on the journey, knowing that others are there with you can make it a little bit easier to get through the other side on that journey. That's awesome. I love that. I'll say one thing in the last decade I've noticed is that it seems like everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and it's a really, really glorified career path, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It can be a lonely place and it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. So having this circle seems like it could really, really make it all the better. Right. So shout out to Lisa Somerville and 28 Carats for that great idea. Now, uh, a new friend to Endicott College. You know, that's one of the things I love about my job, Josh, is... Uh, emails, phone calls I get from people that hear about the great things that are happening with our students on campus and they want to become part of that fun. And Patrick's one of those uh, folks, Patrick Abushalash. So Patrick, uh, in making an inquiry about the Angle Center for Entrepreneurship, we got talking, I said, yeah, Patrick, you're new to the college, we're looking for resolutions, what might you, what might you suggest? And he said, look, it, it's about maintaining your passion. And you've got to continue to surround yourself with a group of trusted individuals who are sincere about you and are willing to prioritize your success for you. Uh, Patrick, of course, is managing director of the PEGA group. Um, he also is an instructor at uh, another uh, university in Boston as well, too. And I think this is really important to surround yourself with like-minded people um, and it can be also people maybe that are further along than you. That can be good too, because it makes you stretch. Definitely, definitely. And that's just the importance of finding mentors. And then also who your, who your group is. I mean, I believe it was Warren Buffett who once said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Your circle can really, really affect where you're going to be in life. Right. All right. So now moving on, it looks like I'm taking the steering wheel here. We'll get into some, some resolutions for some more folks from our inner community. Um, first up, we have Gina Deschamps, who is the VP of Marketing at Journeyman Press, faculty member at Endicott College, and also has her Doctor of Business Administration. So quite educated, if you will. Uh, so Gina's resolution is, number one, ask for help. Networking. So this is what we've been talking about. Having mentors and networking with people in uh, your career field of interest is just super, super important. 
And then moving on, she actually gave us three resolutions. She also said to pay it forward. So helping other people. So see, Gina's always been an overachiever. So I'm not surprised that she gave us three resolutions there, John. <laughs> Love that. Love that. And then lastly, she said, gather your own personal board of directors. So people you can bounce things off of. So much like growing your network, your mentorship, get your own people that share, share passions or share interests. So you can all work together with ideas and whatnot. And Josh, you know, when, when Gina had submitted this, she and I were talking, because I feel like she's that for me in terms of on my personal board of directors. It's also people who will tell you it straight, too. To your earlier comments, not always rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes you need to be told the truth. Right. Definitely agree there. So moving forward, we now have Salvatore DiStefano, who's the economic director of the city of Gloucester. He uh, really brought back the whole mentorship aspect we've been talking about. And he said, find one new mentor in 2021, someone outside of school who successfully founded a company and is someone of a good moral character. Invite that person for coffee and be prepared with the questions you want to ask. Respect their time and be sure to follow up with a handwritten thank you note. Oh, Salvatore. So, Handwritten note. He and I talked about this afterward. How do you feel about handwritten notes, Josh? Yeah, I think it's super important. One thing I actually learned from my career center advisor, Kathy Butler, was after an interview, internship, phone call, it is just means the world to anyone. If you can write them a handwritten note and send that over. I have a box full of lovely notes that people have written over the years, mm. and it helps to set you apart as well, too. So, and you know, it's just, it just shows that you go into the, you went to the extra effort. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree. It's so important. Um, one mentor I found in 2020 was actually Zach Servideo. And um, just from one, one conversation led to what, what I'd really look at as a friendship. And I think he would as well. So um, it's not only for your career building, but also, also just to improve your circle and improve the people around you. So now moving forward, we have Billy Pepe, who was actually a fuel member at Endicott College and is now an account manager for Caterpillar. He uh, kept it simple and he said, keep your money separate. He said, it's so easy to steal a few dollars of your business's money after a big payday. But Bill says, make sure you are not mixing personal and business finance. When the time comes, you can always draw a paycheck. You know, I remember when Billy came to me, he had an idea for starting a, uh, an education business on training people to operate heavy equipment. And he took that idea, created a prototype, tweaked it a little bit and, you know, became highly successful in, in doing that. And he's right. You know, it's very easy when your business starts to take off to say, you know what, I, I'm going to, I've worked hard. I'm going to reward myself with a bigger paycheck. It's smart. Keep that money aside for a rainy day. So now moving forward, we have Michael Shearer, who is a business development manager at Harvey Building Products and also was the CEO of Fuel back in the day. So this is what Michael had to say. Make sure you work as much for your own future as you do in your full-time job. If you work 50 hours a week and also aspire to be launching your own startup, give this full-time job everything you've got. Be consistent, overachieve, and help the company of your full-time job achieve its dream. But then make sure you're spending at least 20 hours a week on your own future plans. I love this. And it's true. And I know Mike runs hard, you run hard, I run hard, and it's really easy. We all have 168 hours each week to get our stuff done. But if you've got that dream of launching your own business, you do have to carve aside, you do have to carve aside some time to get focused on that. Definitely, definitely. I don't think there's anyone out there that's reached some massive level of success without working their butt off, if you will. 
So now moving forward, we have Dan Sullivan, who is an Endicott alum and the head of business development at QZM, a company that drives museum engagement. So Dan said, you have to understand a community that buys your products or supports your services, providing resources for that community and even facilitating conversations amongst that audience. Thought leadership is one of the best ways to drive engagement by creating opportunities for your community to come together. Not only will establish the entrepreneur as a thought leader and build trust, but it will bring the community together, which will reflect well and create goodwill for that business. I love this. And, you know, I have to say, Dan was one of the first people when I came to Endicott's campus to welcome me. And I really appreciate the friendship I have with him. He's also an author. He's written a children's book, Josh. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Then we're, we're really excited to receive that from you, Dan. Thank you for sharing your thoughts for resolution for 2021. So Josh, we've talked about some of the resolutions from our, our friends of the Angle Center. Um, you and I should probably put ourselves out there a little bit and have some fun with this as well. Yeah, I guess we have to share our own, huh? I All guess. Right. All right. But we're putting it out there into the universe, Josh. So you know, this, now they have to happen. Yeah, we have to pick up some work as well. All right. So starting off, I'll share one of mine. Um, one of my resolutions for 2021 is actually time, time bound for this semester is to read a new book. I just finished recently the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and I'm currently reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and up next, I have Think and Grow Rich. So once I finish Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I'm really hoping to start that one and make sure I finish it by May. Those are classics too, Josh. Those are great reads. Yeah, yeah, really excited. Maybe we could start an Endicott book club. Ooh, not a bad idea. (laughs) Write that one down. So one of my resolutions, and this was said to me, you know, back in my corporate career, you know, you, you go to a lot of different kinds of workshops and trainings. And I remember one of the instructors saying these three words, be here now. And that was probably 20 years ago. And those three words have stuck with me. So for this year, it's going to be be, be here now to give my attention to the person or to the task or the idea that is in front of me. And one of the ways that I'm going to do that in a measurable way is when I put my phone down on the table to put it screen down, Josh. Mm, I like that a lot. I think that's so important, especially with all the technology that's coming to our life. I know in one podcast I heard Kevin Hart talk about um, one way he's becoming more present is by every time he comes home from work, he's actually leaving his phone in his office, closing the door and not looking at it so he can focus on putting his time towards his family, his kids. I love that. Yeah, I love that because they can be time vampires for sure. Right. It's so, it's so important as technology is growing more and more uh, addicting, especially. Right. Uh, so up next, my next one was lowering expenses. So this could be cutting out coffee, canceling membership, different subscriptions that are hitting you every month. Um, this is important for your personal life, your personal finances, as well as for your business as well. So if you sign up for a subscription to a certain service, whether that's for to assist you with marketing or CRM, um, make, make sure you're using it to its fullest. And if not, then you might have to reconsider canceling that for 2021. It's a great idea because it can be, there's a saying death by a thousand paper cuts. And with these subscriptions that are four or $5 a month, I mean, you look at that on the, on the surface, you say, what's four or $5, but they add up Josh. Right. Definitely. Definitely. So I'm going to put this out there. So I am going to stay healthy for 2021. You know, we tried to get through 2020 healthy and time bound and measurable. So I'm going to run a half marathon in April. It's going to be a virtual half marathon, Josh. That is awesome. I'm so excited to hear that. Good for you. 
Yeah, it's, I, I've done, I did Endicott's virtual 5k back in the spring. This will be obviously a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. And I usually do a marathon or a half marathon at Disney each year, but naturally this year they haven't been able to do that, but they're doing a, a virtual half marathon. And the medal is going to have, um, you, do you watch the Mandalorian? I haven't, on? I haven't yet, but I've heard a lot about it. Yep. So the metal is pretty, pretty slick because there's a Star Wars theme on it. So uh, I hope to uh, be talking to our audience uh, in April about my experience having done the half marathon. Oh, that's awesome. That'll be a great podcast for sure. <laughs> so my next resolution was producing more content on social, um, really emphasizing that when you're just starting out, quantity can actually be more important than quality because your quality will improve as the quantity does as well. So as many of you may know, I'm the social media manager for EC Fuel, and uh, we've been definitely pushing content throughout the year. But for 2021, I really want to focus on pushing out even more content, and the quality will only follow suit uh, from what I've heard. So that'll be one resolution for the year, that's for sure. That's a great one, Josh. So I, I've had it in me, Josh. I, I've written two books, but those are nonfiction books. They were on entrepreneurship. And I, I know there's a fiction book somewhere in me, Josh. And I was talking yeah. to Dan Sullivan about this. As a matter of fact, I mentioned that Dan's a, an author of a children's book. And he said, look it, you got to get through that writer's block, Deirdre. And there's a hack. You write a story in seven lines. And he said, once you do that, it starts to create the flow. So I'm committing to Dan Sullivan that I'll write a seven-line seven story structure by the end of February. Oh, that's awesome. I love that one. Yeah. So moving forward, my next resolution was to get in the habit of practice, practicing gratitude every morning. So there's a quote I read recently saying that people who regularly practice gratitude by taking time to notice and reflect upon the things they're thankful for experience more positive emotions, feel more alive, sleep better, express more compassion and kindness, and even have a stronger immune system. And that last point right there in a time like, in a time like now, I think is incredibly important. And it's just, that makes it all worth it just right there alone. It does. That's great. So as we're reflecting on our resolutions and our goals, and I think you had mentioned this, Josh, it can be easy. You know, what I don't want to be doing is six or eight months from now, looking back on my goal saying, jeepers, I meant to do this. And I only have four months left to do that. Right. So each month, Josh, I'm going to sit down on a Sunday, mid, mid month. So whatever that, whatever that is and reflect on my written goals and my progress and try to do an honest assessment. And I might even be uh, pulling you into helping me with that honest assessment as well, Josh, but to do that every month. I love that. And I'd love to hop on with that as well. I think that'd be really important and kind of ties back to my first point of when I set such unrealistic goals growing up that I would never achieve them. And in doing so, we'd also forget them by, by January. <laughs> you know? That's just like the gyms being full for the whole month of January. And yeah. then um, the membership's just sitting there being, uh, being wasted money, really. Right. All right. And moving forward, um, one thing I'd like to do for this year as well is learn a new skill. So my, for me personally, I'm interested in the marketing and branding area. So an example of what I could learn a new skill in would be SEO, which is search engine optimization. And this could be learned on the tons and tons of free courses on Google, LinkedIn, and also HubSpot certifications. Um, Deirdre, do you have any experience with any courses like this for you or your students? I know uh, actually in our BizHub 
in the uh, Garish School of Business, there's some software to help you get certified. I think they've actually got HubSpot certification software there as well too, and, and QuickBooks. I mean, I love this kind of goal. It, 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 so you have to think about, you know, whatever your area of interest or specialty is, get, get a technical skill in that. And that's what I call these. If you're an accountant, you better make sure you understand QuickBooks. In your space, Josh, whether it's you know, HubSpot certification, Google Analytics, something of that nature. Um, and then if someone's interested in coding, there's a lot of coding boot camps that are online. So Definitely. Um, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be a year investment of time. You can get something done in a month. Right, right. It's so important. And one thing I've realized throughout my life so far is that I've never regretted once investing in myself. That's for sure. Right. And, you know, you and I were joking a little bit, but for me, you know, a technical skill, it's doing this podcast. And this is the first year of our podcast. And we hope it will be, you know, many years going forward. But it's a new skill for both of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say um, I'm a bit nervous, but I think, think we're doing okay so far for our first one. <laughs> And you and I decided to end on this, and I think it was because um, it was really a resolution for the both of us, and that was to play more. So if you're a hard-charging entrepreneur or a small business owner, and you only have those 168 hours in your week, and maybe you've got family commitments, commitments to a spouse or a partner, it can be really hard to find time to recharge your batteries. And so you and I said, we need to play more, and I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I see play as something that's frivolous and I could not be more wrong. So I want to, um, and maybe you can help me be accountable here, Josh, is to put time in my calendar expressly for creativity, fun, and to help kind of create positive energy, not only for me, but for people around me. That's awesome. I love that one. And for those listening, this uh, play doesn't exactly have to be even a sport, you know, it could be just really expressing your creativity by drawing or going, going for a walk with a friend, popping, hopping onto a new podcast, reading a fiction book that's not um, exactly about your career or anything like that. Um, I just think it, it's really important to give your, give your mind a break. And I'll definitely be following suit with this resolution as well, Deirdre. Yeah. But we'd love to hear from our listeners. Don't be shy. Send in a resolution that you've committed to. You can send those to ecfuel, that's E-C-F-U-E-L, at endicott.edu. From time to time, we'll be talking about the resolutions that we receive and checking in to see how you're doing on them. Yeah, that's perfect. I think that's a great way to end it as well. Thanks again. Until next time. Goodbye, everyone.